Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Awesome. Well, if you want to grab your chair, that would be great. Love to say hi after the service if you're visiting with us. And um, well, how about you just close your eyes where you're seated? You don't have to do anything. Does that sound okay? I want the, these guys just to keep playing, though. They can do something. Just keep playing exactly what you're playing. That's, that's awesome. Just close your eyes and just begin to receive from Him this morning. I'm going to read some scripture over us as we do that. I don't know, you might have had a really bad week. You might have had a great week. We had all seasons in one day there, Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever it was. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here this morning. We need you. We can't really do much good without you. In fact, we get in a bit of a mess. So we ask for your presence to saturate every cell of our bodies this morning. That you would remove everything that shouldn't be there. We give to you, Jesus, anything that's not of us, that's not ours. Habits, thoughts, anxieties, stresses, stresses. We lay it at the foot of the cross this morning. We give it to you, Jesus. It's yours. You paid a price for that stuff. And Jesus, when you ascended to be with the Father, you released a great slice of the Godhead, Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, you are here with us right now. And we receive your inspiration. We receive your words. We receive your life this morning. That you would replace the stuff we left at the cross, that you would fill us back up with your presence, your thoughts, your new fresh ways of thinking, the new ideas, the creativity. just stay in that atmosphere. Hebrews 11.6 says this, And without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. So we sit and stand in faith this morning before you, Jesus. We believe you for those things that you've put in front of us. We cast away all doubt, all fear, all stress, all the stuff. And we take up faith this morning to believe you for your promises, to believe you for your goodness, to believe you through all the doubts, through all the chaos that might be going on around. We believe in you, Jesus. We trust you for an outpouring of your Spirit. We trust you 
that you will come good in those situations. You might just want to receive some faith from Him this morning. You might not feel like doing any of this stuff. You might not feel good. You might not feel like you're full of faith. But it's a good thing He is. Lord, I pray that you would begin to just release, rain down faith in this house. That we would be a people so full of your faith, so full of belief, so full of expectation. Lord, that wherever we go, there would be fresh faith. Whenever we pray, there would be fresh life and expectation released in the room. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We choose to believe you over our situation. We choose to believe you over our circumstances. We choose to believe you over the words of other people. We choose to believe you over the news. We choose to believe you over every other thing. You are in control. You are our King. You are our Redeemer, our Healer, our Saviour, our Life Giver. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Hey, Benjamin, would you just stand for a minute? Yeah, I just feel to encourage you that... This coming year, God's going to take you to a new level. We talked about next level. He's going to take you to another level. It's not just going to be another level of believing or even quoting things, but it's actually going to be a physical, another level that He gives you in authority and in your voice. He's going to give you a, a louder voice, a fresh authority and a confidence and a boldness. And some of that second guessing that probably no one knows about, or I don't know about, about you, some of that second guessing in the back of your head is going to disappear. It's going to disappear and you're going to come into a fullness of who you are. You're going to come into a, a, a manliness and an authority, a walking with a strength uh, but I, I just can see him silencing stuff in the back of your head. You don't have a mullet, thank God. But, but it's kind of like, that's what the sense I get is like in your head, there's, there's something that just pulls you down. Uh, I forgive you if you've got a mullet in the place, but there's not many around these days. But come out, I just want to pray for you. Just stretch your hand out. I see some mullet lovers just grinning and grimacing right now. Lord, I thank you for Benjamin. I thank you for his life. And Lord, I pray right now that you would release fresh authority, fresh authority. Lord, I thank you for him. I thank you for his life and his gifts and his talents. And Lord, I pray that you would take him into that fresh new level. Holy Spirit, that you'd fill him, that you'd give him your mind, your ideas, and Lord, that you would bless him with a fruitfulness in 2023 like he's never known. Lord, fresh clarity, fresh understanding that he would hear you, you would direct his paths and that you would fill him with your boldness and your fire. Holy Spirit, fill him. Fill him in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Jackie, would you... You might as well just come out here. Yeah, Jackie. I don't know if there's any other Jackies in the place, but 
Awesome. Thanks, Stuart. Yeah, if you want to help us. Jackie is a good receiver. I know that about her. Yeah, Jackie, I just get a sense, almost a similar thing, that 2023, he's going to take you back to take you forward. He's going to take you back into a place of receiving from him. Of re- Sorry, Pete, she's going to get a bit crazy. Uh, but receiving from him uh, his voice, his oil, his presence, his joy, 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 joy. That I, I just feel his joy. He's going to replace some stuff with fresh joy. And so, Lord, we just release the oil of joy. The oil of joy. The oil of joy. Holy Spirit. Oil of joy. The oil of joy. The oil of joy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you've never seen God move on someone like this before, it's okay. God happens to be in control. And sometimes we forget that He is all-powerful, all-knowing, and that when His presence comes upon us, sometimes it's like electricity, sometimes it's like nothing, sometimes it's like a feeling, sometimes it's like a shaking or whatever, but it's okay. God knows what He's doing, all right? Are you with me? Just give me a wave if you're with me. Stretch your hand out to Jackie. We're just going to say more, Lord. More, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, just lift your hands to heaven if you want some of that oil this morning. I'd already set myself to doing a very vanilla sermon this morning. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, all the hungry hearts, we just pray that you'd pour in. All the hungry hearts, Lord, pour in your oil, your joy, your life, Holy Spirit, your hope. There's some here this morning who have come with a little bit of hopelessness. Things have been weighing you down, weighing you down, weighing you down. Give it over to Him. Right now, there'll be a transaction that takes place. You can give Him your heaviness. Give Him your weariness. Give Him your ashes. And He's going to pour in His beauty. He's going to pour in His oil. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, just begin to receive by faith. You might feel something. You might feel nothing. It's okay. Both are valid in the kingdom. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. We're just going to spend a minute just letting Him transact with us. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. By faith, it is impossible to please Him. Incredible verse. So by faith, we take hold of those things this morning. We take every thought captive that sets itself up against the name of Jesus. And we ask, Lord, that you would release your presence. Your words, your faith, in Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Bless you guys. Thank you. You can take a rest. You did amazing, amazing. Don't know if that's for me or for them, but I'll take it anyway. I haven't got verses up on the screen. I'm sorry this morning.
I just felt it would be good to read some passages over us, but I want to talk this morning for a little bit about setting an atmosphere of faith. Turn to someone and just yell faith. Setting an atmosphere of faith. Isn't it interesting, even when you say that word, you begin to think faith. Your mouth is powerful. What you decree is powerful. How you walk is powerful. It's interesting. Uh, I've been connecting. Uh, Karen actually put me onto this guy. She may regret this in months to come, but uh, it's an American dude who's uh, uh, an ex uh, 10 times NFL uh, f- uh, footy player and uh, American football player. And um, a 10-year veteran, that is, and, and he's a biohacker athlete. He's hardcore. I've been watching his stuff, and I've been getting stirred up. And um, so I've made contact with him, and uh, who knows, we may get him out here sometime, but believe me, you're not ready for him. I'm, t- I'm just saying you're not. But um, anyway, so I've been watching his stuff, and it's contagious. It's contagious when you get around faith-filled people, isn't it? So then be a faith-filled person. Most of you are, and it's good to be around you. Luke 6.45 says it, and I'm reading uh, it from the message, okay? The message version says it a little bit differently. You don't get wormy apples from a healthy tree, nor good apples from a diseased tree. The health of the apple tells the health of the tree. You must begin with your own life-giving lives. It's who you are, not what you say and do that counts. Your true being brims over into true words and deeds. Or in other words, your mouth speaks from the overflow of your heart. That's what that's saying. The mouth speaks of the overflow. What comes out of our mouths originates in here. And if we're going to be a people that sets an atmosphere of faith, we need to have faith buried deep within. We need to actually believe God's word. We're not just saying it and even in church just singing it and doing this stuff, but actually living out our lives of faith. Hebrews 11 says, in hope against hope, Abraham believed. It's, It's such a weird way of describing something. In other words, Everything else was running in the other direction and he still chose to believe. If you feel like this morning everything else is running in the other direction other than the way God, you believe God should be going, then believe him anyway. Believe God beyond how you feel. Believe God beyond how everyone else may be acting around you. It's incredible. You you might come to a, a meeting, a church, a prayer meeting, whatever it is, when someone in that room chooses to be a catalyst and say, I'm going to believe God, I'm going to begin to pray, I'm going to speak in tongues, I'm going to do whatever it takes. It's contagious. It's contagious. So be that contagious person. Because this world needs all of you. Not just the heavy, tired, weary side of you. That's, that's one part that happens sometimes. Not very often to me, but, but that's just a, a part of life. But I choose to set an atmosphere in my life. And there's various ways we can do that. I want to share a few ways 
that we can do that. I won't talk about biohacking because it's just going to get crazy if we do that. And most of you don't even know what that is yet, but you will. Get around people of faith. Get around people of faith. Just give me a wave if you're with me this morning. I can see you now because we put a few extra down lights in the ceiling. It's nice, isn't it? It's like I can see some faces at last. Just give someone a high five next to you. I think we just need to shake things up a little bit. Some pretty ordinary high fives there, but that's okay. Awesome. Get around people who have faith. If you feel like you're just a little bit weary, you feel like you're a bit, whatever, heavy, or you're just not quite breaking through spiritually, then I believe, apart from the Word of God, apart from praying and all that sort of stuff, but you probably won't do it if you're not feeling like it anyways, get around someone who is. Get around someone who is. And it's contagious because what's on them gets on you, good and bad. But if you, if you get the good, you'll get the good. It's really theological, isn't it? But sometimes we forget this stuff. Getting around people who actually do believe, who actually do live a life of faith, who know what it's like to believe. Isn't it incredible when you, uh, you might make a phone call to someone sometimes with a desperate plea or maybe you catch up with some, you might be going through a journey, going through some hard stuff and you meet with someone who carries faith and they speak to you with an authority and they say, don't worry, God's going to come through in your situation. Uh, it's like they are all of a sudden your best friend for the next three years. Why? Because they've given you a dose of faith that you didn't have yourself, but you needed it from them. And there's a lot of doses of faith that we can be giving out this week sitting in this room right now. There's people and opportunities waiting for you this very week for your dose of faith instead of whatever else it might be in that conversation. But you become and be the faith giver. When someone comes to you and says, oh, I don't know about this, it's, it's okay, God's in control. It's okay. Here's what God's Word said. You might quote something to them. They might not believe you anyway, but let me tell you, they'll walk away and they'll think about it. And even if they don't, what gets on, what's on you gets on them and it begins to rub off on them. And so get around people of faith. The next thing is what or actually who are you agreeing with? I don't know about you, but um, if you ever go and see a movie and you're sitting through the movie and you think, oh, yeah, this is okay, it's not too bad, and you walk out and you, you say to each other, hey, what do you think? And it's interesting what the first person says, isn't it? Whatever the first person says set, tends to set the atmosphere of what you both think. You walk away and go, yeah, yeah actually, yeah, it wasn't that good. Yeah, and, and so before you know it, two of you are now agreeing, saying, yeah, it wasn't that good. Now, some people, that might not be the case, but this is the same oftentimes with a whole lot of things. It might be music, it might be church, it might be a, a situation. And so who or what you agree with is really, really powerful because it will set thoughts in motion. It will set things in motion. Are we lining up with the Word of God? Are we lining up with what God says about a particular person or thing? Uh, everyone's got their unique taste and that doesn't need to change. But what or who are, are we agreeing with? Because God will always speak life 
even when he's bringing a rebuke. And I know you might be thinking, well, God doesn't rebuke. He, ha- he does me. Maybe I'm the only one, but he does me. He stops me from doing all sorts of stupid things. I mean, you ought to be thankful he rebukes me for not saying a whole lot of stuff on Sundays. <laughs> but it's interesting what we will agree with sometimes. And I want to encourage you. It might be in a setting like a group, like church, or it might be in a different setting, different groups of people where someone pulls aside and they, and they, tend to, they might put a wet blanket on a situation. And it's hard not to sort of squeeze yourself under that wet blanket with them. But who wants to be a wet blanket person? No one wants to be that person. So don't be that person. Don't ever be that person. Don't even be around that person. You know, it's interesting. In Scripture, it says it quite clearly that if you go to a town and they don't welcome you, dust your feet off of that dust of even that place and then move on. That's the same thing with wet blanket people. Don't be around them. And if they are a wet blanket, be the blow dryer of faith that dries them out. They probably won't like it, so they'll leave anyway. But to be a person full of faith, you're going to have to be a blow dryer. You can't have wet blanket stuff going on around you. You need to be able to set a new atmosphere. You need to be able to carry a spirit of faith, but it's going to come from here. So if you're not feeling it this morning, spend this week, seven days of faith. You might want to write it down, seven days of faith. I looked up faith scriptures and there was at least 75 good ones that I looked up this week. So there's 75, that's 10 a day you could be reading, filling your mind and your spirit with faith. And after seven days of doing that, You will be full of faith and you'll be able to quote scripture to people. So when you're in that situation, it will come out of somewhere. It'll come out of somewhere. And a lot of you have this. And that's why we love the hunger in this place. And in you guys is because you have it. You have it. My encouragement is give it out. Give it out. And when you might hear that one or two little words uh, that we, we might be tempted to agree with and say, yeah, yeah, it wasn't that good. I didn't like this. I didn't like that. God is a life giver. He breathes life. And so another trait that I have noticed about in my life of trying to set an atmosphere of faith is being a giver. Being a giver, I'm not just talking financially, but I am talking financially. Because there's something when we unleash our wallet that happens in our spirit. If you're giving into something, let me tell you, you want it to succeed. If you're sowing into the kingdom, you want it to expand. Uh, There's various charities and and non-for-profits that we support. And it's interesting when you put your money into those things, how you follow them, you pray for them, you want them to be exploded and and for them to have favour. And I remember sowing into the Israel Falau campaign for for the ACL and, and and I gave a donation and um, I remember I followed everything thereafter, Ma- you know, making sure my money was... Now, in, in the end, it was kind of a weird way it all ended up, and he ended up getting radically blessed. But, but it was interesting what you put your money into, your heart will naturally go into. 
And so it will naturally set an expectation and a faith for us when we're sowing into the kingdom, sowing into even a community, sowing into missions, sowing into... We'll be praying and thinking about that stuff even if we're not actively. We will be subconsciously because we've got skin in the game. It's something our lawyer said to us years ago, and we've remembered it all the time, that phrase, skin in the game. You'll care about something, you've got skin in the game. When you've got skin in the game, you will pray, you will think about it, you want the best for it, you will participate, you will empower, you'll be positive about it. Why? Because you've got skin in the game. And I'm not just talking financially, but even you're empowering your faith, your gifts, your talents, your service. We need all of those things. And, and to go where we want to go in the next year, the next two years, we, we need everyone so full that the mouth, that the overflow that comes out of your inner being is so positive, so generous, so life-giving that we can go to places that never would have been possible before. And it's a, it's a good thing, but we need to set an atmosphere of faith. And when we do that individually, it overflows corporately, yeah? Awesome. Another thing is believing for more. It sounds simple and you might just say, well, that's just faith. But actually, when you break it down, believing for more, if you think about your life right now, believing for more, what does that actually look like? It might mean that that person that you've been praying for for a long time gets saved. It might mean there's a broken relationship or something hovering over your life that just has not broken and it breaks. That's what believing for more is. Yes, we have to enact on that. We have to do stuff. We have to be good stewards with whatever God has laid up in our lives. But believing takes faith. Actually believing. I know there's some some situations for, for Karen and I that we've, we've looked at and we've said, okay, Lord, we're going to believe. We're going to believe for the more. And we're taking some steps in that area. But we've got to also believe it. We've got to actually believe. What's God putting before you to actually believe for? To believe Him for in your life. Sometimes it's easy to deflect and not make it personal. I want you to make it personal this morning. Not deflect onto someone else, oh, it's, it's, uh, that's good. They really needed that today. If anyone ever says that, yeah, you really needed that today, they probably needed it. It's easy to deflect when God's speaking to us because sometimes when he speaks to us, it's confrontational. It's loving because he's a loving heavenly father, but it brings to light things that have been hidden. When things have been hidden, often the enemy can use those things. Another word for the occult is hidden. And it's interesting how many times the enemy hides things and lets, lets us hide hurts, lets us hide little things, feelings, judgments, even thoughts about other people, negative things. They lie, lie hidden. That's why when, when people, if they're being manipulated in groups, they'll, they'll do it away from leadership. They'll do it away from the light because it can be hidden. And they'll do it in corners and murmurs. And the Bible talks a lot about that. And, we want, and God wants to bring things to light so that what is in here will be an overflow corporately. It'll be an overflow for us and our lives. Let me tell you, when you set an atmosphere of faith, you'll do some pretty crazy things. I remember going to an um, Airbnb. I hope Karen doesn't mind me confessing this. But anyway, we went to an Airbnb as a family and, 
And uh, we're just feeling, you know, when you get in a place and the vibe's not right. Uh, we're in this place and the vibe wasn't right. And Karen feels it 10 times more than me. But even I'm like, yeah, there's, there's some gremlins in here somewhere. And, um, and so most people under 40 don't even know what a gremlin is. But um, anyway, they're little critters, you know. Um, anyway, so we, we decided we are going to anoint this place with oil. Well, we anointed this place with oil and, and Karen went crazy with the oil. And the whole, what ended up happening is every doorpost got smothered in oil and we prayed through that place. I think the kids thought we were crazy. And, um, but we cleaned that place. I mean, they should have paid us to clean what we cleaned out of that place. But unfortunately, they didn't. We got blacklisted from ever going there again <laughs> because we forgot to wipe off all the oil. I should send them some money, shouldn't I, now that I think about it? Just the cleaners. In fact, I did pay an extra cleaning fee. That's right. So when you set an atmosphere of faith, your home will feel different. Your life will be different. Your car, all of that stuff will be different. Some of you might need to go home and put some oil on things. I mean it. You might need to go through your home. If you've never done it through your home, you need to do it. Oil on every doorpost. You pray over it. You put the cross, put whatever you want on there. But you pray through your home. We've poured that much oil around our boundaries of our land that, you know, we've probably polluted if the EPA did some soil testing. But uh, anyway, it's, it's good oil. It's olive oil. Uh, but it, it's not about the thing. It's about your faith. It's about your faith. And so if you've got gremlins in your house, oil your house. If you've got gremlins in your dreams, oil your bedroom. And that sets an atmosphere of faith. And when you step into that, it cleanses things. If, if you know that there's stuff going on inside of you that shouldn't be happening, you're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to ask someone to pray with you. You're going to have to actually do confront it. And when we confront it, it's going to deal with stuff and set a whole new atmosphere. Because who doesn't want to be free? Everyone wants to be free. Everyone wants to have a fruitful life. Everyone wants to have uh, a favor and breakthrough and anointing and joy and life. But sometimes we got to get past the stuff that is within. And when we get past the stuff that's within, and maybe it's our mouths, maybe it's our thinking. When we get past that, let me tell you, God has so much more for you. He has so much more for you. I was listening to a guy this week and he was um, breaking down every single hour, 168 hours in a week, and he was breaking it down how he uses every single hour. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to another level. It's come out surfing. <laughs> surfing takes three hours of my life, you know, but it's, it's well used. It's well used. But think about it. Think about it. How many hours do we waste on stuff that we shouldn't be doing? Shouldn't be doing. Energy just going out of our lives. We're never going to get it back. Hour after hour, maybe, maybe quoting terrible stuff over ourselves or believing things that aren't true about ourselves, thinking stuff that's not true about ourselves, all that anxiety, all that stress that, that doesn't need to be consumed if we just filled ourselves with life, filled our homes with an atmosphere of faith and setting down some concrete things in front of us so we can make some strong steps. Let me tell you, 
Some of you are only a thought away from breakthrough. One thought. Some of you are just one action away from a whole new way of living. Some of you are only one no to that Coke can away from losing the weight that you want. I know most people don't even drink Coke these days, but whatever, whatever that stuff. I've been fascinated. I'm just going to sidetrack here and then I'm going to finish. I have been fascinated how easy it is to overconsume calories and how hard it is to underconsume calories. Anyone do any calorie counting? Yeah, some of you have over the years. Some of you don't want to put up your hand, but my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It will blow you away. If you get my Fitness Pal app and you download how many calories you consume in a day, I'm telling you, it, I just look at things and calories jump on me. So it's, it's like, it's phenomenal. Why do I say all that? Because it's interesting. If you actually want it, you'll do something about it. If you actually want the faith that you hope for, then you'll do something about it. You'll write it down so that one who reads it will be able to run with it. Habakkuk 2.2. 2. And so you'll actually do some stuff with whatever God's stirring inside of you this morning. And the band can come up now. But whatever God's stirring inside of you, write down the stuff. You might want to write down, even take your phone out. It's okay. It's not, it's not, you won't break any laws, but you might want to take your phone out and jot down in some notes some of the stuff God shows you in the next three, four, five minutes. And it, it might be some stuff about diet. It might be some stuff about what you're filling your, your mind with, the music you're listening to, the words you're listening to, the people you're hanging around, all that kind of stuff. Because you only have one life and so do I. And we only have so many hours in a day. We only have so many hours in a week. And God wants you at your best. He wants you at your best. He doesn't, want, he doesn't believe bad things about you. Do you know that? He doesn't even think anything bad about you. He sees the good in you. He sees the gold in you. He sees the gifts and talents that he has placed in your life. I'm, I'm just going to... Share, I hope you're okay with this, but I, Dominique, your daughter, what, what's her name? Tasha. Do you want to stand for a second, Tasha? Is that okay? I'm sorry if this embarrasses you, but it's too late now. <laughs> I feel that the enemy has been trying to attack your mind and he's been trying to bring you down to a level where you will believe things that are not true. They're not true about you. And there's some doubts and fears that I don't even know whether you, th this uh, uh, jives with you or whether this is true or whether anyone else knows. But God has placed some gold inside of you that hasn't even started to come forth. Mum and Dad see it. I'm sure they do. But there's some gold. And He's given you a gift of wisdom. He's given you a gift of wisdom where you will know things that other people don't know. It's actually also a gift with discernment. And if you start researching, read scriptures on discernment and wisdom, He's given you those gifts to use, A, for yourself, because I, I believe He's going to give you, He's given you a clever brain that understands things. I'm not sure what year you're in at school or anything like that, but don't ever be ashamed that God's given you a smart brain. 
Don't anyone put you down for having a smart brain because God is going to use you in, in a professional realm. That's what I sense in later in life. He's going to release a professional realm for you that's going to give you a lot of blessing and He's going to give you favour where you're, you're going to say stuff. You're going to be teaching people things that you never thought possible, but He's put it inside you. It's a little gold nugget now. And over the next five years, seven years, eight years, He's going to build a lot of confidence in you and a lot of wisdom and discernment. Remember those words, wisdom and discernment. He's going to bless you. I believe He's going to bless you financially and in your career as well. So let me tell you, don't get down about anything because He's got so much for you and so much blessing. So stretch out your hand to Tasha. Lord, we just thank you for her life. I thank you that you have blessed her, you have called her, you have anointed her. And I pray even from this day, you would mark her as a new creation, new ways of thinking, new ways of believing, and that you would, you would blow her mind with your goodness. Blow her mind with the blessing that you shower upon her. New friendships, new relationships, new open doors in Jesus' Name. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Let's just stand. I just want to pray for you guys. Thank you, Jesus. All of you can set an atmosphere of faith whenever you like, wherever you like. It's called your free will. God is sovereign, but He's given you and me a free will. What will we do with the tools He's given us? What will we do with the atmosphere that is around us this week. Lord, we thank You for the opportunities that You give us. I pray that You would make us a people who are hungry and thirsty for more of You, but then You will show us what to do with it. I pray for hundreds of appointments of heaven this week. Hundreds of appointments all across this room that you would open doors, that you would close doors, that you would release your encounters, you would release your openings and your opportunities, that we would be a people that would set the atmosphere, that we would set the atmosphere of faith all around us. And Lord, I thank You for every person. I thank You for every gift, every talent, every voice in this room. Lord, I pray You would multiply us into a mighty roar of faith across this city, across this region. I pray Your blood covering over every person. I pray You would shower Your blessing down. Lord, that You would open favour and doors and relationships and that You would shut things that need to be shut off and cut off because You are the master vine dresser. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Awesome. Bless you guys. Have an amazing week.